Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. Deuteronomy is a book very much concerned with the good land. For 40 years, the children of Israel journeyed with the goal of entering into the good land of Canaan. All that they experienced and passed through was for this. And for us as Christians... We need to understand that the good land represents the goal of our journey as well, because the good land is a type of our all-inclusive Christ. Listen to the description of it that is found in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 7 through 10. For Jehovah your God is bringing you to a good land, a land of water brooks, of springs and of fountains, flowing forth in valleys and in mountains, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees, and pomegranates, a land of olive trees with oil and of honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, you will not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron and from whose mountains you can mine copper, and you shall eat and be satisfied, and you shall bless Jehovah your God for the good land which he has given you. Ron Kangas has joined us today for a life study that I'm really looking forward to. Ron, I think we have something uh, unique and very genuinely special for our listeners today. We have something unique, and the unique thing, actually a person, is Christ. And we have something special for our listeners, and this special thing, again, a person, is Christ. I'm reminded, Chris, in considering the material that we will present to our listeners today, that this ministry is emphatically Christ-centered. The content of the ministry is Christ, and in this ministry and for this ministry, the Bible is a book of Christ. And I'm impressed afresh with how our brother Lee was so burdened to help us see the unveiling of Christ in the Word and then go on to experience and enjoy the unveiled Christ in a full and rich way, fuller and richer than the vast majority of God's people, I think, have ever dreamed possible. One of the very first books that uh, came out of Witness Lee's ministry in the United States was really from the very first conference he gave here in 1962. And the title of this book is The All-Inclusive Christ. It's based on these verses that we read a moment ago. Uh, it is an important book in the ministry, and how it leads us and is focused on Christ is, uh, is really important as well, isn't it? It is striking that our brother began his ministry in this country with uh, a series of messages on the all-inclusive Christ, typified by the riches of the good land of Canaan, 
mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 8. In your introduction to this particular line of fellowship, you mentioned that the good land was the goal for the children of Israel. It surely was from the time they were brought out of Egypt. Uh, The commission that Moses received was to bring the people not only out, but into the good land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So the goal was not simply to have the Passover lamb in Egypt and stay there, Neither was the goal merely to cross the Red Sea, typifying baptism, and enjoy the living water from the cleft rock and the manna, both types of Christ, in the wilderness. The goal is the good land. The good land, in our understanding of the scriptures, is a type of Christ in his all-inclusiveness. So as to some of the items that are mentioned pointing to Uh, Christ for our experience and enjoyment, we have the water flowing from the mountains and the valleys, Mm -hmm. indicating that Christ is our living water flowing to us, whether we are up or whether we are down. It's a land of water. I'm reminded that again and again the writer of Deuteronomy refers to the land as a land of water books, a land of wheat signifying Christ in his incarnation and human living and life-releasing death. It's a land of barley signifying Christ in his resurrection. Then what? It's a land of vines Mm. signifying the sacrificing life of Christ producing the wine which is himself as the Spirit for the enjoyment of God and man. It's a land of fig trees, signifying the sweetness and satisfaction of Christ. Then the pomegranates displaying the abundance of the life of Christ in a most lovely way. Then you have the olive trees, yielding the olives that are pressed to form the oil, a type of the Spirit. So we have all these aspects of the vegetable life, then he's typified by the animal life, the redeeming life. He is the milk and the honey, uh, which come from a combination of both the animal redeeming life and vegetable regenerating life. Then for the warfare, he is the iron and the copper, and for the building of God's dwelling place, he's the stones. So we see a progression here from the water which we receive at the beginning and need throughout the course of our Christian life, to the enjoyment of Christ in many aspects, culminating with building and the warfare for God's kingdom. So this is a remarkable extract, and we may also say abstract, of the revelation concerning the good land as a type of the all-inclusive Christ, So our Christ really is everything. He is everything to God, and he is everything to us, and he is everything in God's economy, and in reality, in a particular sense, he is everything in the Scriptures. The Bible is a book of Christ. The economy is centered on Christ. The Christian life is a life of pursuing, gaining, experience, and enjoying Christ. God's building is the corporate expression of Christ, and we fight in Christ, by Christ, and with Christ to deal with the enemy and bring in the kingdom of God. 
from beginning to end, Christ is everything. God's goal is Christ. Why would our goal not be Christ? Why would we not be one with God in taking the all-inclusive Christ typified by the good land as our goal? This is the goal of this ministry in general, and it is surely the goal of this program in particular, Mm. and I'm happy to participate in it. It's so fresh. It's so living. It's so delightful. To dwell on Christ makes God happy and makes us happy. The more, the better. Yes, I share your delight, Ron. This is a delightful topic. The book, again, is called The All-Inclusive Christ. And after such a presentation that you just gave, and particularly after getting into the riches that are in this book, uh, if it were reduced to simply a slogan, what a tragedy that would be. There is a freshness associated with it. It seems like whenever it's touched in the ministry or we get a chance to enjoy it ourselves, that freshness is still there, which means this is something uh, that is still very much on God's heart that he has for his people, this kind of experience. I'm reminded when we began the life study of Deuteronomy, Witness Lee pointed out that the Bible as a whole and Deuteronomy as a kind of extract really presents three things. It manifests God, it exposes man, and it unveils Christ. The first two are somewhat easy. We've covered that in previous messages already. To see God in the Bible is not that difficult, and certainly to see mankind and ourselves exposed is also quite easy. But to see Christ unfolded and applied for our experience, this is much more difficult, isn't it? And this really is what a book such as this accomplishes for us. It is difficult, and we should humble ourselves to admit that we need help, then we should humble ourselves even further and receive help, acknowledging that in the body of Christ, some have been raised up by God to focus on the experience and enjoyment of Christ and to minister this Christ to God's people, that we may pursue him and that we may seek him in the scriptures which testify of him. Mm. Right now, why don't we join Witness Lee? Deuteronomy is a book on Christ, mainly in two aspects. This book shows us Christ is the very goal God prepared for us. He is the goal, the aim. So, he is the good land, the all-inclusive good land. If you have never read that book, All in Christ, you better buy a copy. So you could see all the fulfillment of this big figure. That is the good land. Not only so, the book of Deuteronomy also points out to us that Christ is also the life with the strength and the ability to enter into that good land. Christ is not only the goal, but also the life, the strength, and the ability to reach that goal. Now, as a kind of abstract of the entire Bible, Deuteronomy manifests God, exposes man. Then also it unveils to us Christ. When you come to the Bible, you can easily see it manifests God to us. You read the Bible again and again, you can see God is loving, God is righteous, God is faithful, and God is also a blessing God. Easy to see this, not too hard. 
And also, when you come to the Bible, it's easy to see what you are, and where you are, what kind of person you are, right? You are fully exposed in the Bible. But I must tell you, most of the readers of the Bible, they saw the manifestation of God, the exposition of man, but not many, not many do see Christ. Even they know that the Bible is on Christ. The subject, the center of the Bible is Christ. They say this, but when they read the Bible, it is very hard for them to see Christ. So most Christians can apply the manifestation of God and also the exposition of man, but few Christians can apply the unveiling of Christ. Well, Ron, he just remade the point that we were just beginning to touch as we entered into uh, his portion of the speaking today. Let's come back to this. Uh, To see God and to see the principles of God in the Bible and to see man's sinful condition, not too difficult. And many times we are satisfied, God's people are satisfied just with that much, even though we know there's more regarding Christ. But let's contrast the application of seeing God manifested and godly principles with really applying Christ in our experience. One reason it's not very difficult to understand in the Scriptures various matters related to the manifestation of God and the exposure of fallen humanity is that these matters somewhat match our natural concept and expectation. Those who read the Bible know almost by definition that it's a book of God and it will tell us about God and it will show us God. This doesn't detract from the significance of the manifestation of God testified in the Scriptures. My point is that it's in our concept already to read the Bible to learn about God. And those who read the Bible, in the vast majority of cases, I feel, recognize there's something wrong with humankind mm-hmm. and with ourselves and And it's easy to see in the Bible the exposure of fallen, sinful human beings, even among some of the best of God's people in the Scriptures. We have accounts of their failures. So it's not difficult because these things are there in the text, very clear, and we are disposed to see them. But to see Christ revealed unveiled in the scriptures is another matter. We do not have, for the most part, this kind of concept and expectation to look for Christ. Also, the enemy is in principle an antichrist wanting us not to see Christ. Plus, the revelation of Christ in the scriptures is not always in plain words as in the New Testament, but in types and figures and shadows. So we need a seeking spirit, a loving heart, a focused and renewed mind with the proper help through the Lord's ministry to see Christ unveiled. We are taking a major step 
even if we desire to see Christ unveiled. And we hope that many of our listeners would begin to take that step in response to the particular burden of this program. The other day, you and I were fellowshipping in one of the early programs in Deuteronomy about the principle that we see from Paul's handling of the Old Testament, even this book, Deuteronomy, in Romans chapter 10, how he interpreted Moses speaking of the law as really the law there being Christ. Uh, We're going to come back to that. That's a point that was a big part of this life study, as Witness Lee was giving it in 1990. And uh, he refers not only to Paul's writings to confirm it, but even back to the Old Testament itself and the psalmist in the 119th Psalm, his treatment and how he understood this matter of the law and the statutes. Let me read just uh, one verse from Psalm 119 to sort of set the backdrop for our final section today. This says, With all my heart I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. In my heart I have treasured up your word that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Jehovah. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the ordinances of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies, as much as in all riches. I will muse upon your precepts and regard your ways. I will take delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Let's join Witness Lee, Ron, as he helps us unveil this portion of Scripture as well. In Deuteronomy, you have Christ implied in these kind of equations, the law, the commandments, the statutes, their ordinances, the judgments. All these are synonyms of Christ. Moses, in the Deuteronomy, firstly manifested God to us. In the meantime, Deuteronomy also exposes you. When you see this, you may say, I'm a hopeless case. I just cannot make it. How can I fulfill God's requirement? What shall you do? Where shall you help? Well, in the commandments, in the statutes, in the ordinances, the judgments. Who are these? Christ. 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 Christ is your law. Christ is your commandment. Christ is your ordinances. And Christ is your judgment. You just take him. Take him and keep him, then hold fast to him, and then you enjoy him. Where is he? He is in the Bible, because he is God's unique word. You better read Psalm 119. That Psalm interpreted law, commandment, ordinances, and so forth, all as God's word. Eventually, this word is altogether in Christ. Christ is totality of God's Word. He has a particular expression, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Today, we have to realize the most crucial thing is this. God wants us to be, and to do, and to act, to have our being, by Christ, with Christ, in Christ, through Christ, and being one with Christ. No more I, but Christ. Every servant of God should match God. How could man match God? There's no capacity at all. But hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. The triune God embodied 
in the sand. Who is realized as a spirit? Here's such a one embodied in the word. Don't try to do anything for God by yourself. Forget about that. I must tell you, your trying is abominable. You're trying to do something for God just like you worship the idol. He wants you to do it by his very embodiment. You are living, but not by yourself. It is no more you that live, but Christ that lives within you. Have you got it? Ron, we spent a lot of time today on this uh, realization or revelation to see that the very word itself is Christ. How can this realization help us become the match to God that he talked about in this portion? When we realize that God requires us to fulfill all of his law and ordinances and that we cannot do it, Yet we're required to do it, but we cannot do it. So we need Christ, who is the fulfillment of the law. We need to be in Christ. We need to live Christ. We need to be one with Christ. But we need, I would put it this way, Chris, a practical Christ and a practical way to contact him. And all genuine believers know This way is the word, to come to the word. We know from the Lord's own utterances in John chapter 5 that the scriptures testify of him. We need to realize that the Bible has a spiritual essence, and that essence is God's breath. So on the literal level, like in Psalm 19, you have the commandments, the ordinances, you have the law, it appears that these are not related to Christ. But these are all words that proceed out of God's mouth. Whatever proceeds out of God's mouth, in essence, is Christ. That's why he is called the Word of God. What proceeds out of God's mouth is Christ as his definition, Christ as his embodiment. So we need to come to the Bible and touch the Spirit in the Word and touch the life in the Word. And in this way, we will touch the Christ who is in the Word and touch the Christ who is the Word. Then this Christ will supply us, not just help us to live, He will supply us by living in us a life that fulfills all the requirements of God's law. So we end as we began with Christ. Christ is everything in a real and practical and genuine way. This is God's view of Christ. This is God's view of the Bible as a testimony of Christ. This is the view and burden of this ministry. And we hope that more and more it will become the view of God's people who will want to be brought into Christ as their unique goal and live in him for the fulfillment of God's eternal economy, which is centered on this wonderful Christ. Ron, thank you for your fellowship today. Join us again very soon, please. I look forward to it, Chris. 
And for Ron Kangas, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee ministered the Word of God for over seven decades. Many consider these life studies as his seminal work, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Spirit. If you'd like to find more about Witness Lee, these life study messages, or any of the materials provided by Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. That's lsm.org. You can also email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Thanks for listening today. Was Jesus simply a great religious leader? The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John chapter 1 verse 29. Based on the scriptures, the religious people were looking for a great leader, but Jesus was introduced to them as a little lamb with a little dove. The lamb is for redemption, to redeem fallen man back to God, and the dove is for life-giving, for anointing, to anoint man with what God is, to bring God into man and man into God. Both the lamb and the dove are needed for man to participate in God. Scripture, John 1.29, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.